I know it. You woke up this morning and the first thing that came to your mind was, why did the priests in the Old Testament dress so oddly? <laughs> I know, it's a burning question on your mind. And guess what? Here in between the lines, we're here to answer that. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to have an answer, though. <laughs> we can tell you what they wore anyway. We can. We can. There is some some symbolism sure, in that. There is. There's some great symbolism, yeah. actually, there. So, uh, yeah, you're listening between the lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And we're in uh, Exodus 28. Yeah. No, so, you, we, hey, we're hitting that, like, part of the scriptures, and we were in this last week as well, where it's just like, ooh, some of this can almost seem a little bit difficult to get through. Yeah, but it's still worth it. It is still God breathed scripture. It's and still I, good for us to know. And 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 it's, there are actually some really intriguing things that when you start studying these things, while it's easy to zone out, man, if you pay attention, pay close attention to it, that there's some fascinating stuff in here as well. And it's important for us to know. And it serves as a foundation for everything that we learn from the New Testament. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and get started in verse one of chapter 20. Now, there's 40 verses. All right. So just as a heads you know, up. I can't do too much talking then. Verse 1, call for your brother Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel so that they may minister to me and be my priests. Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest and set apart for my service. These are the garments they are to make, a chest piece, an ephod, a robe, a patterned tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear when they serve me as priests. So give them fine linen cloth, gold thread, and blue, purple, and scarlet thread, all of which would have been very expensive. Yeah. The craftsman must make the ephod of finely woven linen and skillfully embroidered. What's an ephod, Dad? Uh, well, the ephod is the outer garment, like the, the cloak that they're going to wear, I believe, unless it's the inner garment. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought the ephod was that like breastplate thing. Uh, I think, uh, let me see here. Is that's where the onyx stones go. So the Oh yeah, you're right. No, these the are the sash. garments yeah. that they're to yeah. make. Yeah. yeah. Chest piece and ephod. Yeah. So chest piece is different. All right. Sorry. So, uh, for seven will consist of two pieces front and back joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash will be made of the same materials, finely woven linen, embroidered with gold and white, blue, purple. And I think I already read that. No, I didn't. No, Scarlet thread. The two uh, take two onyx stones and engrave them on them the names of the tribes of Israel. Six names will be on each stone, arranged in the order of the births of the original sons of Israel. Engrave these names. Oh, on. I didn't know that. Sorry, but you know, because yeah. sometimes you see like recreations of the priests, and they have like mm -hmm. the the chest plate and all these stones. I didn't know it was the birth. Each was a birthstone of Joseph's brothers. Yeah. Take a, or where do you do that? Uh, engrave these stones on the two stones in the same way a jeweler engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in settings of gold filigree. What's the filigree, Junior? I have no idea. <laughs> Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that Aaron represents the people of Israel. I think that's what it's all about, is that while they are priests to the people the, uh, representing God, but they're also representing God to all of these people, so they have these representations of the 12 tribes. Aaron will carry these names on his shoulders as a constant reminder whenever he goes before the Lord. Make the settings of gold filigree, then braid, then braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree settings on the shoulders of the ephod. Then, with great skill and care, again, this we talked about this yesterday, God's desire for excellence, that he wants his people to do things at the absolute best of their ability, that excellence honors God and inspires the people. And so he says, with great skill and care. In other words, do this with excellence. 
Make a chest piece to be worn for seeking a decision from God. Make it to match the ephod using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Make the chest piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row will contain turquoise, a blue lipis lazuli. Lip, lapis lazuli. Now, hey, we talked about that last week. Remember yeah, that when was, it was in something. What was that? That was when um, uh, up on the mountain. As, yeah, it was as yeah, blue yeah, as yeah, lapis lazuli. Yeah. And a white moonstone. The a moonstone. Is that, those are like those rings back in the 70s they would wear that would change color. And no, now they. Mood. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's losing it, everybody. <laughs> the third row will contain an orange jacinth an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth roll will contain a blue-green barrel and onyx and a green jasper. All these stones will be set in gold filigree. And you can pick up in verse 21. All right. Each stone will represent one of the 12 sons of Israel, and the name of that tribe will be engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chest piece to the ephod, make braided cords of pure gold thread. Then make two gold ring, uh, rings and attach them to the top corners of the chest piece. Tie the two cold cords to the two rings and the chest piece. Tie the other ends of the cords to the gold settings and the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the ephod below the shoulder pieces just above the knot where the decorative sash is fastened to the ephod. Then attach the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings of the ephod with blue cords. This will hold the chest piece securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. Insert the Urim and the thum, the Thummim, the Thummim, the Thummim into the sacred chest piece. So, so they will be carried over Aaron's heart when they when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will carry over his heart the objects used to determine the Lord's will for his people. Whenever he goes in before the Lord, make the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue cloth with the opening of Aaron's with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. Reinforce the opening with a woven collar so it will not tear. Make pomegranates out of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and attach them to the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. The gold bells and pomegranates are to are to alternate all around the hem. Aaron will wear this robe whenever he ministers before the Lord, and the bells will, will tinkle as he goes in out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. If he wears it, he will not die. Make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words, holy to the Lord. Attach the medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban where it must remain. Aaron must wear it on his forehead, so he may take on himself any guilt of the people of Israel when they consecrate their sacred offerings. He must always wear it on his forehead, so the Lord will accept the people. Weave Aaron's patterned tunic from the linen cloth. Fashion the turban from all of the linen as well. Also make a sash and decorate it with colorful embroidery. For Aaron's sons, make tunics, sashes, and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. Clothe your brother Aaron, his sons, with these garments, and then anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them as they serve as my priests. Also make linen undergarments for them to be worn next to their bodies, reaching from their hips to the thighs. 
These must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform the priestly duties. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is the permanent law for Aaron and all of his descendants after him. That's really interesting with all that. I mean, there's a lot of verses there, but basically we're seeing is that the clothing was designed and intended to be both beautiful, but also symbolic in that it was symbolizing the people who Aaron and the priests, his sons were representing when they went into the tabernacle to offer these sacrifices because they were offering the sacrifices in the place of all of the people. Yeah. And symbolism does matter. I think in our Western culture, we maybe miss out a little bit on the specialness of symbolism. I think so. But later on in in Exodus, we're going to see this, but God asked for his people to wear uh, tassels on their clothes mm-hmm. that have blue on them just to remind remind themselves of God's faithfulness. Yeah. And so when I read that, I was like, why do we ever get rid of that? I think Christians should do that. In fact, I went on Etsy and I bought like some blue cords and periodically I'll wear them on uh, underneath my shirt just as a reminder, <laughs> like God is faithful. God is faithful. Oh, it's just yeah. kind of like this cool reminder. Sometimes we just kind of miss out on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think these reminders are both good for ourselves, but also as a way for them to teach children the theology behind yeah. those symbols, that this is what this stands for and what this is what this means and why it's significant. Well, let's get over to Proverbs, and I'm just going to take the first couple of verses in Proverbs chapter 7. So Proverbs 7, in the first two verses, Solomon says, Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey them and live. Guard my teachings as your most precious possession. And I I think that's a big deal because how we think, it comes out, and what we believe comes out in the way we live. Our behavior is really a reflection on our thinking. And so a person's philosophy of life, how they understand, how they see life, their worldview, their understanding of God, what they think about God and their responsibility to this God, and then how they relate with the rest of God's creation and other people. That all comes, that, that, that starts with our thinking and our beliefs, but then it comes out in our behavior. And those two are so very important. So he says, this is a big deal. It's a little bit like when he says, guard your heart because out of it flow the issues of life. How you think and what you believe and whether or not you're going to take these teachings of mine isn't going to determine the kind of life that you end up living. Yeah, so good. All right. Well, today is November 7th, which is, I don't know, this is no like fun, I guess. Chocolate with almonds day. What do you mean it's no fun? I don't know. I guess you like that. I like yeah. it too, but. Uh, if it's, especially if it's dark chocolate. Uh, okay. Trader Joe's. The tra- we don't go to Trader Joe's often, but in, when we do, it's usually to get their, their sea salted dark chocolate covered almonds. And oh man. This episode brought to you by Trader <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> I do like uh, Trader Joe's. There's some. Yeah, I, there's I some like the food there. there. There's also yeah. some weirdos there though too. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have met them. <laughs> But I still go there for the chocolate-covered almonds. So I'm glad. That's the international day today. That's right. Aren't you glad you paid attention? Some of you are going to be shopping at Trader Joe's this afternoon just to get those dark chocolate almonds. That's right. Okay. Well, hey, make it a good day today, and we'll be with you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.